the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Second hour, I tend to go into longer stories, uh, more concept maybe. Um, Snowflake IPO, for sure, if we want it to go that direction. Nike's digital transformation. Um, Coronavirus updates. Johnson & Johnson starting phase three trials, which is wonderful news. And it should be, you know, leading us to more conversations about we're going to open back up, aren't we? And the answer is yes. Um, But I've also heard talk about April being the earliest for mass availability of vaccine. So that's really starting to hit me a little bit more that next year's going to be almost as bad as this year on some levels. Um, Certainly not as bad as March, April, May. But I don't think we're back yet. And, you know, what, what California is learning is... And what Louisiana is learning is other disasters could happen while you're in the middle of a pandemic. Louisiana is getting hit hard with hurricanes this year. Uh, California, Washington, Oregon getting hit hard with wildfires. So what's going to be the next bombshell knock on wood, right? The Ginsburg election um, angle. I looked at Ruth Bader Ginsburg's history with businesses, and she was quite a pioneer. I'm not going to go into it on this show. Um, I just, I don't think you really want me talking law, but she did do some nice business reform for, uh, for businesses. And she did set up situations for like men to get paternity leave with some of her rulings. Good. Um, prospect of, of the presidential election getting more heated kind of came true on Friday. And we'll see how it plays out this week. It's believed that President Trump will announce a new Supreme Court justice nominee. And will there be enough votes to drag it into the next presidency, or will it be pushed through? If it's pushed through, what will that do to the fall elections? Will that get more uh, people out to vote, either for the Republicans or the Democrats? I don't know. Um, that's not my area of expertise other than tell you, it looks like it's going to be quite the next six weeks. And then maybe the next two to three weeks after the election, as we're all expecting no clear winner, but a winner that will say, I won, I won, I won. And a, a loser that'll say, no, no, it's a tainted election. Let's go to the courts. Um, and I, yeah, I kind of imagine that it's just me being like, I've read too many law thrillers. I kind of see me, the world setting it us up for this, like almost planting potential bad votes so that they could point to the other side if they lose. Uh, I'm not getting too, how shall we say, conspiracy theory on you. 
But the risk level towards the stock market went up huge with the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, what was an election that was all about COVID-19 is suddenly all about the Supreme Court justice nominee. Again, I might be making that too simple because 200,000 Americans are dead, um, which for the record, during a typical flu season, a bad one, that's about how many Americans die. So it's not that COVID is taking out a larger number of people. It's that we can't get this thing under control. I'm speaking of like a wildfire, right? So, hmm. and trust me, my opinions on science and flus mean very, very little. I'm getting drip knowledge just like you from the uh, various sources that continue to report on it. So this is going to be a weird election season. Uh, you know, two years ago, we were talking about more states opening up and legalizing marijuana. Two years later, we're talking about president, COVID, and Supreme Court justice nominees, uh, of which the first case, the Supreme Court justice of eight people or the Supreme Court justice of nine people with a new member, one of the very first cases they'll maybe hear is, these elections didn't go well, help us, uh, which isn't lost on me. One thing that was a disaster this year were the pre-sales on video games. Xbox sold out in minutes yesterday. Uh, the new Xbox, it's the Series X and the Series S. they got to come up with a better name, but that's just me. Uh, it's been a very good year for electronics companies. Uh, but it's also been bad PR. So Sony PlayStation sold out wickedly fast. The NVIDIA launched a new graphics card that sold out so fast that it left people going straight to eBay to try to potentially procure one. Um, and then what we're learning now is, I know you're saying, good use of technology to scare people, Rob. What we're seeing now that scares me is eBay using technology uh, bidding bots. Basically, bots that jack up the price and bid against each other, which it sounds like it has the potential of ending very, very badly. Danger, but Will a Robinson, danger. You could say that AI has come to eBay. AI has come to Facebook. AI has come to um, any tech platform that we're using. It's, it's computationally, it's impressive. Um, the, the, the slickness of artificial intelligence and what can be done against us, like eBay. Like, I could put a bid on a video card, and they know from all of my transactions in life and all of the, you know, hey, he, he came here four minutes after it sold out. We can jack the price. That's pretty scary stuff. But I'm not going to go California privacy. I'm not going to go all hippie on you, although I could. So gas taxes, one of the trends that I'm seeing right now is they're going up across the country. Uh, recent increases have included Virginia adding five cents, Nebraska adding four cents, California adding 3.2 cents to a gallon, South Carolina another two cents, Illinois seven tenths of a penny. That's not much, seven tenths of one penny. Um, New Jersey's getting an extra two cents, Alabama's getting an extra two cents per gallon, and ultimately that's a tax on us. But it's also going into the roads, which is good. But the problem is that while gas tax increases are likely to fund tens or hundreds of millions of dollars in road repairs, they don't make up for a rejected $5 billion loss in revenue due to declining gasoline demand. So 
it would be nice if we can get some stimulus to get us on the roads versus just paying extra taxes for those of us who are driving. Um, just throwing that out there. Let's talk Tesla a little bit and battery day. It appears that didn't go terribly well. Um, the news coming out is definitively on the negative side that people wanted more out of Tesla and they're disappointed. And that's going to potentially put some focus on their margins, which will put focus on their valuation. People wanted a cheaper electric vehicle car, of which Tesla did say, Elon Musk did say, we're going to get there. We're going to get to a $25,000 EV. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Today, stocks are falling. So one day does not make a victory. I'm seeing red across the screen. It's not a bloodbath, but... That can also drive you kind of crazy. Bear markets used to drive Wall Street insane. They would last one, two, three years, um, and then they would end. Now we have a Federal Reserve who's like, we got your back, market. We got your back when the economy starts to stall. We are going to lower rates. So we kind of learned how to make our recessions uh, last less time. Uh, so the bear markets don't last as long, but what we got this year as a bear market wasn't a bear market. That was a weird month, March. Um, but it is an event, which if you take a look, and I love doing this kind of stuff, if you take a look at charts, you can see how companies did during events. Uh, for the next five, ten years, we'll be able to see how Apple did and how Ford and GM did and how uh, United Airlines or Hilton Hotels did. And we could, we'll be able to see March 2020. We'll be able to see 9-11, 2001. We'll be able to see the Great Recession in 2008. Um, we'll be able to see these events. And it, how did the stocks handle stress? Ultimately, what I want you to get is a sense of relief that it takes a lot to take down an economy um, when you have a Federal Reserve who's willing to fight for you and a government who's willing to print money. So while a year after cutting taxes or maybe rearranging where taxes were going with the idea that they were cutting taxes, it's tough to mess this up. If you let's just make a joke here. If the Republicans can't mess it up, no one can. And then you make the other joke. If the Democrats can't mess it up, no one can. Um, so I'm not trying to be political when I say that, but doom and gloom doesn't pay. Should you be ignorant and not expect a three-year correction or bear market? No, we've had them in the past. Um, will it go down to zero? No, it's never gone down to zero. There's been many, many bigger events than this pandemic, but none has that hit an economy as hard. Um, this has hit our economy as hard as World War II, and you're like World War II wasn't that Hitler and the Nazis and that you know what was happening to the Jewish people? Like, wasn't that much bigger than this? Economically speaking, no. But I know that doesn't make a lot of sense to you. 
800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, Nike had just a great quarter. They're sprinting to higher digital sales. Digital sales skyrocketed 82%. Online sales more than doubled in Europe, the Middle East, Africa. Multinational company. Accelerated consumer shift towards digital is here to stay. You're going to see more and more companies rely on uh, direct-to-consumer business models. And to be quite honest with you, that, that should put fear into any department store. So department stores used to count on, well, Rob wants to go down to the store and try on some Nikes. And um, that's gone. I know my size. I know that I can return them if I don't like them. I can design them to be the look that I want them to, and they'll be in my house in a couple days. So no need to go to the store and maybe buy perfume um, or cologne. I know you're saying perfume. That was an odd one. Well, uh, Department stores, when you go through, they have those perfume counters. and like, hey, would you like to squirt this? I'm like, no. I'm not a cologne guy. I'm not saying that I'm a stinky. I just find it to be um, just a weird thing, weird process to put that much pungency on your body. Um, but department stores should be fearful of what they're seeing for sure. Um, Apple, you know, many years ago, they changed the business model rules. It used to be, we had to go to AT&T or the Verizon store and check out what they had. And then Apple set up its own store and said, Hey, we'll set you up with Apple Verizon. And then Apple went into Best Buy. And again, it just changed the rules. You need to pay attention to how retail changes. Um, there's some winners and losers for sure. Uh, one of the ones that I like to talk about is L Brands, Limited Brands. And they set up their whole business model, Bed Bath & Body Works and Victoria's Secret, to be when you go to the mall, maybe you walk by one and see the other one. And then we stopped going to malls. And the pandemic hit, and we definitely stopped going to malls. But while we stopped going to malls and we are doing things more like Amazon... Uh, malls started to shift and turning into uh, more of experiences. So concerts in the mall, more singer-songwriters, more uh, gymnastics, more you know alcohol when you walk into a store. Can I get, can I get you something to refresh you? I know you're saying, where do you shop? I want to shop where you shop. I know. Um, but the slow transformation, it's digital's winning. It is winning. Um, Pinterest made a new high yesterday. Zillow made a new high. Zoom made a new high. All digital platforms. Exxon and Chevron closed at five months low. Which, what are Exxon and Chevron? They're the real world. They're not digital. They are flammable. They are you know stuff that catches on fire. Tesla had its battery day yesterday, and that didn't go terribly well. Um, Nike had a blowout set of numbers. Uh, NASA said that a $24 billion expedition is expected to launch in 2024 to prepare the space agency for future travels to Mars. So this is cool stuff for Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. So NASA has announced the first woman and the next man to go to the moon. I think that's positive news, but does that help us anyway on a financial show? Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. 
joining us now, Patrick O'Hare from briefing.com. Mr. O'Hare, how are you, sir? Hey, good morning, Rob. I'm doing well. Nice to be back with you. It's good to have you, as always. You write the page one, which is how I start my day each and every day. I look for it. Um, eyeball it. Wait for it to see what the angles are going to be. Uh, we've had, if I were to sum up a little bit of your column today, four or five bad days in a row, four bad days in a row, and one up. So technically, September's not looking that good. Let's start there, maybe, as far as it's been a good year, but September's not. Uh, are we going into a September surprise, October surprise kind of event? Well, I think, you know, uh, we have to remember, too, that uh, the many months leading up to September were outstanding. <laughs> so, you know, while uh, the S&P 500 is down a little less than 6% month to date, uh, for the quarter, we're still up over 6%. Uh, and then you can kind of, you know, carry that over to the NASDAQ as well. You know, the NASDAQ's down about uh, just under 8%, but for the quarter, it's still up 8%. So, you know, what you've got going on most likely is, uh, is a little bit of the air being let out. Um, and, uh, you know, taking some money off the table, obviously, after an extraordinary run that had been catalyzed by the uh, extreme outperformance of those mega cap names. And because they uh, comprise such a significant percentage of the S&P 500, when they underperform, it does make it difficult, you know, or, uh, more challenging, certainly, for the, for the broader market to kind of get a leg up. And uh, and so you just kind of have this this general wave of profit taking here, um, which is should not be frankly that surprising uh, given how far things ran in such a short amount of time. And of course, given what we all know about the economic realities out there, uh, which are better than feared, but certainly are not good uh, at this juncture. Taking a look at some of the headline news this morning, Nike had a blowout quarter. Johnson & Johnson is advancing on COVID-3 testing, uh, phase 3 testing, COVID-19. I think I said COVID-3. I'm mixing my concepts. Um, the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine phase 3 trials or Nike digital earnings up 82%, which do you think is a bigger story? Uh, I, you know, I, I guess if I had to pick between the two, I would I would choose Nike. Um, okay. Only because you know uh, Nike is a multinational company. Um, it's a consumer discretionary name, and uh, and it's a company that uh, clearly continues to see good demand. Which you know, which you extrapolate from there is that despite everything going on in the world, um, you know, consumers continue to, to spend out there and. And um, and I think it you know breathes a little life into the the recovery trade you know which uh, obviously the Johnson Johnson vaccine news certainly supports that idea um, but you know Johnson Johnson is still you know even in a best case scenario makes it sound as if you know they might not get emergency use authorization if everything goes well with these phase three trials until sometime you know in the first quarter of 2021. You know, whereas you know Nike is is in the here and now, and it's you know it's telling us that its business is doing very well, uh, and that's a 
you know, relatively encouraging thing as it relates to consumer spending activity, uh, not only uh, domestically but around the, around the world. And it also goes to show, um, you know, what great marketing capability this company has and, uh, and the successful transition of a business model that's putting, you know, a greater emphasis on that direct-to-consumer um, operation. It looks to me, I'm reading reports out of Walmart, it's going to be a different Black Friday event this year. Um, How do you think that's going to play out on Wall Street as we're staying with masks for the foreseeable future? I heard one estimate yesterday through 2022, uh, through 2021, end of 2021. Um, How is that going to play as we're starting to move into the... This is the shopping season. This is the holiday season. Um, what are you expecting? Are you expecting GDP to get back to normal in 2021, 2022, 2023, pre-pandemic, pandemic, post-pandemic? Um, how are you feeling about this dragging into the holiday season and how it's, how it's going to look going forward? Right. Well, you know, it, 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 it took um, about five quarters, I believe, to get back to um, – uh, GDP levels that were seen uh, in 2007. That is, you know, before uh, before you had the meltdown in 2008, 2009. Um, this is clearly, you know, in that category, and 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 really, it's even worse. So, um, so it could still be a stretch to see GDP, you know, get back to um, where we were. Uh, in the first quarter of this year, uh, even in 2021. So, uh, and that, that, that act of recovery will get more challenging, uh, obviously, if, if, I think if there's, um, you know, there continues to be an impasse over the idea of, of providing more fiscal stimulus. I mean, we still have an unemployment rate that's, you know, 8% plus. Uh, which is obviously much better than what some have projected would be at this juncture, but nonetheless, it's still quite high. Um, and, uh, you know, and that's going to incorporate a, you know, large swath of consumers that, you know, will, as they drain savings here in the absence of any, you know, further stimulus efforts, that in turn can be a drag on the, the much needed consumer spending activity that drives, you know, the, the, the economy. Um, so, um, so it won't be a, uh, you know, unlike the stock market, you know, we're not, you know, anticipating that uh, quote-unquote V-shaped recovery for, for the economy here. What else are you seeing out there today that you think should be important to know? We're six weeks away from the election. Um, you're seeing the U.K. continue to struggle with coronavirus and may do another lockdown. Are there any headlines that are jumping out to you that aren't doom and gloom? Well, I'm not going to say. What headlines are jumping out to you that you want to expand on a little bit? Well, you know, Rob, I'm, I don't know if it's so much as a, a single headline as it, as it is a collective sense that, um, you know, the, the level of uncertainty right now is very high. Um, you know, and I say that, and I, I classify it that way because, you know, there's always uncertainty, right? The future is inherently uncertain. 
But as you look over the near-term horizon and um, and you see what's clearly shaping up to be a very contentious uh, election cycle um, from a political and economic and a social standpoint, um, you know, the, the feeling of uncertainty surrounding that election is about as great as it's ever been. Um, and, you know, and that's one component. You know, we talked earlier about, you know, the vaccine idea. Um, there seems to be some promising, you know, developments here also on the near horizon. Um, you know, but at the same time, we recently heard news that the FDA is kind of tempering expectations for, you know, vaccine before the election, you know, suggesting that the likelihood of that is not all that high. Um, and, you know, and but we all have a vested interest in wanting to see a successful vaccine. We just don't know the timing of when one that the general public will deem or accept as safe and effective really kicks in. And, and you know, and then what multiplier effect that then does have for the economy. And so that's that's a great unknown out there. And then obviously, of course, you still have the, the China component there that, um is just full of angst, you know, as it relates to, you know, potential retaliatory action against U.S. companies possibly, um, knowing it's going to be a, also a, a uh, central component of, of election politics here. And so, uh, and then the last thing I would add simply is that, you know, what we touched on kind of start things off is that, you know, you have these mega cap stocks that have huge runs, but they, they seem to have lost some momentum of late, and there's questions around whether they'll regain that momentum, and and uh, if they don't, does that mean you see more rotation into you know value names, or does it mean that because they don't regain momentum, maybe then the you know the entire market sort of falls under their weight? Um, so uh, you know, brief synopsis really just kind of just this this palpable sense of, of heightened uncertainty that from our standpoint, is likely to lead this market to kind of trade in a wide range, sideways wide range, uh, certainly leading up to the election and possibly for a bit thereafter. Sounds good. Thank you for joining us, and we will chat with you soon. We look forward to hearing you every Wednesday at this time. It's probably my favorite segment of the week. Uh, but you're reading your writing materials are kind of a joy for me to each and every day. It's Patrick O'Hare with briefing.com. It's Patrick O'Hare with briefing.com. We hit on a lot of topics there. Um, I feel like the tone is a little bit negative right now. And I, I almost positioned it like, give me some good news. <laughs> but it's only one bad month and we're having a great year. But that shows you how psychologically frail people could be, even myself. Um I'm not looking for the truth right now. I'm looking for sunshine, which is kind of funny with California because we were socked in for 30 days in a row with unhealthy air. And then you go out in the California sunshine and you start playing a little Beach Boys music in your head. It's we're looking for sunshine right now. Hey, if you're looking for an Xbox, good luck. Yesterday was pre-order day. Um, completely sold out. Microsoft said that they're going to try to get some stock available for when it launches on November 10th, but you're talking about stores getting inventory of seven, eight, or nine boxes. That ain't going to last long. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Lots to talk about um, as far as some of the headline stories. Johnson Johnson's going into phase three. Okay. Um, even if they get it in the next six weeks, it's not expected to be widely available until April. So start playing with April in your head. 
Yesterday, we started hearing from more states that the mask covering will very likely remain in place for all of 2021, um, which is interesting. Didn't really expect that, but maybe that's where we are. Maybe I need to see that for what it is. Um, China's Xi Jinping, he took a swipe at the United States calling us the boss of the world, and he says he's not going to approve the TikTok deal. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, <clears throat> broke millennials in Korea are turning to day trading to strike it rich. Watch out with that one. Um, there's a new Amazon Peloton called the Amazon, no, it's called the Prime Bike, except for that it's not. So, news stories started running with this aggressively yesterday. Like, hey, it's an Amazon competitor to Peloton. It's an Amazon competitor to Peloton. And Amazon said, we're pulling all sales of that off of our website because that is not an Amazon Prime bike. Weird that that one got into the media, right? Uh, Carvana is a company that went public. It's an online automobile retailer. It went public in 2017. It made uh, no money. It's made no money. But for the owner, Ernie Garcia II and his son, Ernie Garcia III, they're two of the richest Americans in America that you've never heard about. Um, Let's stop there. Coronavirus, Coronavirus deaths are on the rise again in the UK, the fifth worst country in the world in terms of infections and fatalities. Prime Minister Boris Johnson is pleading with Britons to obey new restrictions, warning there are unquestionably difficult months to come. He's one of those politicians that I think I'm growing to respect a bit more, where the, you first see him and you're like shocked. He's a visual image to digest. Um, but he seems to be trying to protect his people. He got COVID. I don't know if you remember. So I think he probably has a, a different angle on it than, than most. Um, airlines are saying that only with a universal coronavirus test for departing passengers will they offer, will they see any realistic hope of reviving demand for flights? Air carriers and their unions on Tuesday ratcheted up pleas for an extended COVID-19 aid package to forestall massive layoffs. Stocks climbed as dip buyers emerged following the market sell-off. I'm I'm with the airlines. I don't think we get back to full travel until there's a universal coronavirus test, um, one that we can get into a line and spit. Ten seconds later, it goes, COVID or no COVID. So maybe they're about testing more so than they're about vaccinations. That makes any sense. Some Wall Street CEOs are in the news for being, well, Wall Street CEOs. Uh, They've been criticizing work from home in time of the pandemic, urging employees to wrap it up and head back to the office, which has already resulted in a few outbreaks. Apple CEO said earlier this week he's been impressed by employees' abilities to operate remotely and predicted that some of the new habits will remain even after the fact. I'm with that. and I think we should look at ourselves every now and then as a nation and say what's working, what's not working. I think some of the online education, I said this earlier this week, one of my friends pulled their kids from first grade. One of my friends, did I say kids? One of my kids pulled his kids? No. One of my friends pulled their kids from first grade in large part because the online work and they're like, too much iPad. 
iPad test, iPad book, iPad. And they just didn't like it. They didn't like the direction it was going. But I think down the road, some of that, what we're learning on online education should translate to, you know, the, the schooling again. I'm stoked by that. <clears throat> should I stop using the word stoked? Am I sounding a little bit too much like, how shall we say, someone a little bit too young? Yes. Right? Yes. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, Money, investing, and more. What I have for you. Um, there's got to be something else here. Let's see. Let's take a look at the numbers. Having some computer issues this morning. Eh, we're slightly down, but not too bad. Uh, Ginsburg vacancy makes Wall Street nervous about the election. We've covered that. Tesla battery day wasn't all that in a bucket of chicken. Walmart's ramping up a, a hiring spree ahead of the holidays. They're trying to catch a buzzword that I will refer to as shopping safely. I don't know if that's exactly the buzzword, uh, safe shopping, shopping safely. But the Christmas season is going to start very early this year for Home Depot, for Best Buy, for Lowe's. There's going to be no Thanksgiving day open sales. There's going to be, you want it, you come and get it kind of angles um, via online purchases. A lot of online purchases heading into the Black Friday season. So I think you're going to want to get your shopping done early. Nike reported an 82% jump in online sales. The shares hit an all-time high. I own shares of Nike, Consultant Broker Advisor, for taking action on any stocks I ever mentioned on the show. But their online sales more than doubled in Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. Um, something that I like about that, and I think it's true with all online sales, is once you do it, you get comfortable with it, you'll do it again.